What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. Shout out to the Ten Toes Up Ladies Gang. And that's you. Shout out to the Nasty Boys. And that's you. All right. And shout out to the daddies of the building here. All right. Shout out to the daddies and the Uncle Earls of the business in here. Anyway, man, this is the Wake Up Show, part of the Free Agent Lifestyle podcast here. On the free agent lifestyle channel what's up to everybody man thank you for joining us very early we got almost 500 people in the stream hit the like button so we don't have to show you that belly deli in the building all right show you that food pod the food pod print go crazy all right keep the likes at 50 percent or we gotta show you that food pod print anyway man shout out to the island boys and everybody man we got a great we got a great group of people here all right we bring everybody in from every sphere you know, if you're a game guy, you know, you sometimes you get hit over the head. You know what I mean? Oh, I forgot about the dark side brothers in the building. <laughs> the dark side people. All right. People don't know, man. I'm on the dark side. This ain't a moral game for me. This is a game that I play for keeps. All right. This is a game where I teach lessons. You must learn a lesson. You must learn. All right. We teaching lessons over here. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, man. Hey, look. This is a great show. We're going to talk about how younger men get tricked. All right. Speaking of getting tricked, they get tricked and trapped by older women. That is going to be the main event that we're going to highlight. We're going to do two stories prior to that. Uh, one of a marriage counselor revealing the number one reason or the number one complaint from their wives. Right. I'm not happy. So, you know, um, as you guys know, I think marriage counseling is a part of the matrix of destruction of men. You have no leverage in these particular situations. Most people who are the arbiters of these services are, you know what I'm saying. New, 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 new world order. All right. Psychologists, therapists, child psychologists, child attorneys, attorneys, divorce attorneys, judges. All right. Uh, child support services. All right. CPS, bailiffs. I mean, these are all, uh, most of these people are educated by the new, 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 new world order. All right. And very rarely do does a man coming out smelling like roses dealing with these people. But um, I'm teaching men how to use this system uh, to uh, teach lessons as well. All right. If you are in a position to do so. And uh, guys, it will come at a cost to you guys. I'm, I'm just letting you know when you use these systems, new, 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 new world order. it will come at a, at a cost. It's not for free. You can't use these systems for free, but you can use it to gain leverage or, or, or teach lessons. Um, unfortunately, in the way, uh, baby mom terrorists will use their children as a human shield in order to prevent you from getting ahead. So we're going to show you what marriage counselors, um, marriage counselors typically do. Um, it's basically they they're they're very good at destroying families or or what they'll do is side with the woman because why not? All right, politicians who's the daddy? Politicians know women are the primary voting. Uh, marriage counselors know women bring in the business, and um, the very best that you're going to get. Is long-term marriage counseling. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's all the, the, the best you're going to get is you're going to be signed up for long-term marriage counseling, which is an L. All right, you're never going to get the marriage counselor to tell the woman, hold yourself accountable, woman. <laughs> They're going to tell you that. Hold yourself accountable, you peon. <laughs> okay, what do you want me to do? They start stirring their tea. Have a seat. Marriage counselors stirring their tea like you can get out. All right, we'll hypnotize your ass. There's my certificate from California State University, Berkeley. <laughs> the most liberal college at all. Or you know what I mean? Chico State. Oh, where's your where's your degree from? Chico State. Run. <laughs> get the hell out of there, bro. 
right? That person is a raging liberal and she has no way. Uh, he, even if it's a male marriage counselor therapist, <laughs> get out. They go stir the tea on your ass. When was the last time you ever heard a man say, a man say, I took my wife to marriage counselor and she's a better wife. I'll wait. I took my, yeah, Cal Poly. Yeah, Cal Poly. All right, my degree's from Cal Poly. I have a degree in marriage counseling therapist. Took me eight years. I took my wife to marriage counselor counseling and my marriage is better. Mm. <laughs> it's never going to happen. You've never heard it. So we're going to talk about marriage counselors. We're going to talk about this uh, woman who gets on the on a plane half naked and then claims she's being slut shamed. Oh, my goodness. You can't make this ish up. We're going to reveal her. Uh, she is a chicken body looking little thing. All right. She looked foldable. <laughs> she definitely foldable. I will fold that up into pieces and chunks. Let me check her age real quick. But, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about that, and then we'll get into the main part of the show. Do me a favor to, to contribute to today's show, Dollar Sign CGA Live, right there on the Cash App, bottom right portion of your screen. And then also you can uh, contribute through, via PayPal at paypal.me. These are all donations. Uh, these are all contributions to the show, not to me. All right. Um, and also um, hit hit it up. Actually, you know what? I forgot. I was back there listening to music, all right, and I forgot to put it up. Please don't stop the music in here. Uh, and shout out to the ladies. Ladies, I know you're watching me, Ninja watching me. You're like, oh, I can't believe I'm watching this handsome, milk dudded, gray beard. Ooh, hey, hey, don't let them, hey, look, don't let the smooth taste fool you guys. These guys, uh, these, these young women and these older women love them a gray bearded man. You know what I mean? That salt and pepper. It's turning into more salt now. It used to be salt and pepper. You know, I got a little salt and pepper here. People admire the beard. You know what I mean? Even the bald, even the bald head. You know, it is what it is. They might not be out there parading your ass around, you know what I mean? But when they get behind closed doors, they love it, man. So I know, ladies, you're watching me. And uh, for the married ladies that are watching me, I have to ask you this. Did you get permission from... If your husband has not given you permission to watch me, that's a violation of your marital contract. Because... And on... <laughs> He ain't going to be happy you watching me. Or he ain't going to be happy you watching me. He's going to be like, why are you watching that man? Well, I just want to see what he says. I make your marriage better. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Moose Hefner says coach was listening to young Dolph. He says, I don't get mad. I just get paid. Yes, indeed. Shout out to young Dolph. Well, young Dolph. Yeah. Sorry, young Dolph. Yeah, that was, you know. Yeah, that's anyway. It'll all happen to something. I hope we don't happen to me like that and all. But uh, yeah, man. Hey, hey, shout out to. Yeah, I love the end of that clip. I love the I love the end of that clip. The end of the clip is the funniest where they where the cackling. <laughs> anyway, we're already messing around. Uh, members content, Coach Greg Adams.locals.com. We tell you about how these young girls out here are looking to get their bag and run gotta get my bag and run they patching up their lives man i'm telling you man i you you're be you're gonna be amazed if you come over to the locals.com coach greg adams.locals.com um what you guys think about the dating landscape i know you guys maybe maybe you're a guy that don't have any money you know what i mean you can pay five dollars 
you're gonna see what 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 the women that you're running game on the with the these girls out here man dude the recession is pending i think in the next couple of weeks we're gonna get an official word whether we're in a recession no doubt i mean inflation's high gas prices are high they're out here the girls you like the girl in your class the girl in your class that you're looking at and you're going man i have a fear of rejection i really want to talk to her i wish i can get to know her you'd be like come and talk to me i really wanna and then you're looking and you're going she must be a good girl i bet you she goes home and studies after class i bet you she goes to her job goes home and study she takes a nap she takes a shower she gets up she comes back to class you know what she's doing she goes to my house or she goes to an older gentleman's house and she gets gas money all right i got money you i know people don't believe me but when i show you live in the living color see this is what i always want you you know your blinders i literally show you and there will be girls on there's girls on there of course there's pros but there's girls over there you'd be like her she's in my biology class she always got books she always got books she looks like the girl next door and they are out there contacting. I, it's phenomenal. I listen, I, I don't push content. I'm not a salesperson per se. You got to see it for your own eyes. You got you to gotta see it. And all of a sudden, they'd be like, ah, yeah, your future wives, Gemini writer. We always say that. These are your future wives. These are the women that are going to come on here. And I keep hating to reiterate this point. These are the women that are going to come on to you and say this. Um, and here's a secret that many guys don't know, especially in today's day and age is that women love nice guys. <laughs> we may not understand how much we love and appreciate them until we're a little older um, and we've gotten that sort of asshole phase out of our systems. Uh, I'd say by our late 20s, early, early 30s is uh, the point in our lives when we're just exhausted by the jerks and we have no time in our lives anymore for them. So we really start looking for men who uh, we know will be great long-term partners, AKA nice guys, right? And that's you. Unfortunately, man, that, I mean, listen, what she's saying is what they do. You know what I mean? Like she's, but the, the condescending way she's trying to frame it is what's funny, but she's actually saying what's going to happen to you guys. She's going to be like, and that's you. Oh, we love nice guys. All right. But dude, when they're in there from 15 to 26, you don't know what they're doing, bro. Anyway. Anyway. Let's get into the show. All right. So uh, first story. And I forgot to eat, man. Look, coach struggling, man. Like, listen, I went to the Thai. I went to the Thailand. <laughs> I went to the Thailand junior college yesterday. No Jasmine Rice needed. It was crazy. It's <laughs> like, anyway. She was like, I can finally catch up on my bills. All right. Man, I'm telling you, man, even when they be out here, I have a job. I'm independent. Yeah, I need a little bit of money, though. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Let me, I got to put this up here. Girl claims he was slut shame. Claims she was slut shamed all right on on southwest airlines and why was she on southwest west airlines she getting flown out or <laughs> she getting flewed out is that what they call it flewed out all right there's the banner right there by the way hit the like button look our likes are a little bit sideways all right so here we go right here girls wait it says girls 
Hold on for a second. What is this? Girl claims she was slut shamed on Southwest Airlines. Here we go. Let's pop up the story right here. Uh, the girl goes by maybe JC. I can't remember. I don't know what exactly what her name is. But uh, here's the girl right here. Southwest Airlines calls woman's outfit offensive and deplanes flyer for sticking up for her. Sticking up for her what? Her rights? It just says sticking. Oh, deplanes flyer for sticking up for her. So, okay. So she didn't get kicked off. Another woman who stuck up for her got kicked off. Now, you can clearly see the outfit right there in front of you. You guys see the outfit. You see what she's wearing, and she got that bird chest out there. She got them little raisin titties pop, plumped up. I mean, that bird chest is out there, boy. But let, listen, I ain't mad at it. I ain't mad at a little bird chest. All right, she foldable. I got to get the height. I got to get the statistics on this one. All right, she got a two-inch waist. By the way, do you see the outfit here? Remember I did the show the other day. It was the other day. I don't remember what day. I do two shows a day, so I don't remember. But I, somebody said, um, I did a show where I explained how people have, how fashion industry has influenced women to wear things that are inappropriate in previous generations. Like, for instance, I talked about the cami, the camisole, which is basically a camisole would be considered lingerie in the 80s. But then the fashion designers, you know, the cheap fashion designers, like the people that sell to stories like 2021 20, forever or forever 21 they actually started putting out camisoles as as a as a as a shirt that you would wear on the outside like in the outside world and uh men would be like sexually objectifying these women because in their eyes that was lingerie and it would have all of the lace i actually showed the pictures of it so don't if you missed that show don't be like well cami is not actually a camisole was is considered lingerie Okay, but then they made it into a fashionable item for mass marketing ham and eggers like you. All right. I forgot our new phrase that we was going to use, the missing links of the world. All right. You, you guys, you knuckle draggers, you guys would go out there. Oh, they made this. They're selling it. They're selling it so we can go ahead and wear it. Well, this is a piece of this is a corset. This is more indicative of a piece of course, a corset or um, better yet. Um, yeah, I mean, it's essentially a corset lingerie piece. I mean, you can see it right here. You could you could see what she's wearing here. And she has not her midriff exposed. She has areas exposed that are around her anatomy. So this would be a distracting outfit. No, no, nonetheless. And there's no jacket over this outfit. You can see it. I mean, come on, man. We, there's no argument here. This would be considered inappropriate. Although if she's wearing it, she's going to get people to look. And then when people look, or when people call her out, she's going to say she's slut-shamed. This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. So anyway, let's read the article and go in. It says right here, Southwest Airlines is under fire after accounts uh, from two women surfaced on social media detailing an incident where a flyer's outfit was policed and another was deplaned. Uh, Melanie Boba Bobadilla, Bobadilla, I don't know, who set her Twitter account to private mode on uh, today. So she got roasted. <laughs> Anytime you set your ish to private, uh, somebody needs to, you know, women be acting off emotion and they be wrong as hell, bro. Somebody needs to tell them when you get emotional, you need to go to the corner and count the 11 times. I don't know. Before you open your mouth, because you're going to be dead ass wrong 99% of the time. <laughs> And then if you get simp enforcers involved, they're either going to take advantage of you or get deleted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, she tweeted about the case on Ju July 11th um, 
alleging that she was pulled off a Southwest airline plane flying from Sacramento for advocating for another woman who was being shamed for wearing a corset style tank top by an, uh, one of the carrier's employees, a corset style tank top. <sighs> Do you guys know what a corset is for you young guys? Do you know what a corset is? Let's go ahead and show you. I don't even know if I can show you. I don't even know if I can. Oh, boy. Oh, man. Boy, I was about to show that. That would have been a mess. See, I can't even I can't even Google corset and show you the results of the Google. It's that bad. <laughs> All right. Let me see here. Uh, Let's see here. Okay. 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 Uh, Let me see where we at here. Boy, they got men wearing corsets in the vid in the pictures. Yikes. Okay, you're gonna have to Google it yourself because I can't even show these. <laughs> there's, there's like five pictures or ten pictures. So anyway. Oh, wait a minute. I didn't mean to do that. Wait. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. Oh man. I didn't mean to do that. I pressed the wrong button. So they're describing it as a corset style tank top, but they threw in the tank top in there. To get you guys to be, oh, it's just a tank top? No, it's a corset. <laughs> All right, here we go. She says, hey, friends. She went to the what? So here she goes. Uh, this girl name is Melina Bobadilla. She claims to be an actress. No blue check mark next to it. And uh, she runs to what? The court of public opinion. All right. And she says, hey, friends. Just got pulled off of a Southwest airline flight because I advocated for a young woman being shamed and harassed by an employee for wearing a tank top that was deemed to be too revealing. You guys saw the tank top. It was a corset. Um, he employee, I think she mean the employee, became defensive when I asked about what rule the young woman was breaking. And she went on and asked, you know what I mean, court of public opinion bullshit. You know, they can't handle issues of their own. And when they dead ass wrong, you get kicked off the damn airline. They got to run to everyone else. And so then she says she was wearing a corset in this, wait, the, the staffer says she's wearing a corset and this is a family company. Some people find it offensive. I then told the employee that I felt threatened and offended by the man directly behind me wearing a let's go Brandon shirt and that she didn't care. Wait a minute. Are you a freshman at the university? No, no. <laughs> you look like no. a freshman. <laughs> <clears throat> so there's a guy here advocating for women. Coach, this is very common. Don't be a prude. Okay. Hey, listen, you're, you're used to growing up around whores. That's all right. You know, you're a young man and you have no damn leverage and you have no damn, you know, way to speak and defend for yourself. Listen, I grew up in a generation where whores kept stuff in private. You, everybody dresses like a whore and then try to act like they don't dress like whores. Well, listen, go ahead. You do what you got to do, man. Do what you got to do. If you're going to be out here advocating for whoredom, whoredom you go ahead and do that. If you're going to be a weak, spineless male, go, go do it. I don't know what you listen. I don't know what to tell you, sir. Don't come on my platform advocating for 304s in public. We advocate for them in private. <laughs> All right. So go ahead and triple down and let your sister go out there and get smacked down when she's out here dressing in the corset. But don't come on my show acting like I'm supposed to change because you weak ass men, you weak generation Z men, you weak ass millennial man getting out here ran over just because your girl. Is on seeking arrangement and she got papped out and I sent her home with a fistful of 20s and now you got to sit there kissing my kids. Mm. Go ahead. 
I don't know what to tell you, sir. Anyway, <laughs> where are we at? So obviously, then this woman brings in the fact that this man has a political shirt. He wants to bring in the fact that um, the guy has a Let's Go Brandon shirt. I find it offensive, but I'm fully clothed. Or it's a tank top. The tank top is somewhat of a situation where the woman will say, I can wear a sports bra if he's wearing a tank top. The, the, the key word is bra, right? You got a bra on, probably not something that you should be doing. It's underwear. A tank top is not underwear. A corset is somewhat underwear. Anyway. <laughs> so here she is. She's trying to bring in the political, right? She's tried to bring, but stop bring political. And basically, she says, basically, they, here's the, boy, I tell you, man. Now here she goes. Basically, Southwest Airlines slut shamed a young woman of color. Let's go back to the picture. This is how this is how much they double and triple down. What color is this woman? I mean, she looks somewhat of Asian, maybe Latina. I can't really tell, but she's pretty light skin. Now they double and triple completely down. It's not only slut shaming. Now they brought the let's go Brandon dude. Now it's a woman of color. Oh, boy. It says she slut shamed the woman of color, a young woman of color. Of course, they brought in the young. She's probably 14 now at this particular point of the article. For wearing a tank top they deem offensive, forced her to wear a company-issued sweater. At least they provided a sweater. Removed her for questioning their misogynist policy and exercise a double standard when enforcing an alleged offensive attire rule. Now, let's just say somebody in the Let's Go Brandon shirt mentioned something about the outfit. He would have been like, ooh, baby, look at that bird chest. Maybe he would have said, mm, I like the way your hips look. What would have been then? Sexual harassment. Right? It would have been sexual harassment if somebody would have went up and cold approached her ass on the plane and would have been like, baby, can I sit next to you? Because I'm going to put my hands up on them hips. When I dip, you dip, we dip. And it would have been sexual harassment, right? But they want to be able to go out there and do whatever they want to do. His says, the raggedy folks at Southwest and Sacramento disrespected two women of color. Oh, now she's a woman of color. Um, endangering one by needlessly calling the cops for her being hysterical. I don't know if you know hysterical is related to women who are in hysterics. It is, yes, it is a misogynist term. But she was hysterical and she got the cops called on her. And went out of their way to produce, uh, protect a conservative white man. Yep, that tracks. So again, that was the white man's fault. What did he have to do with it? He's just sitting there chilling, and I got dragged into it. That's what he's looking like. Like, what? All right, so meanwhile, on TikTok, court of public opinion, gentlemen, that's where they always run for their sympathy. They go cry. They cry to the judges, they cry to the cops, they cry to TikTok, they cry to the child support, they cry. That's all they do, bro. All right, when it don't go their way, I'm tattletelling, and they run the tattletale. Meanwhile, on TikTok, the woman who uh, was dress coded posted a video from the plane showing her wearing a pink corset that covered her torso and chest barely like any tank top with spaghetti straps would. Who wrote that article? She could be seen holding up the pink T-shirt, giving... Wait, given to her by the employees to, quote, quote, cover up. JC, a.k.a. maybe JC on TikTok, overlaid her caption with a terse, I don't know what terse is, or a terse message for the airline. 
bro, I just got dress coded on Southwest flight. Are we in high school? I'm, I'm not going to even continue there. Are you upset about my shoulders? No, it's that bird chest that we that you got hanging out barely. It's 102 degrees, not on the airplane. My torso is fully clothed, barely. And it's cut and it's caused a scene. Uh, okay, because some sweet lady stuck up for me and then get, got kicked off the flight. Who's ever grandma complained about me, cash me outside. Biop. All right, so she said that. Let's go ahead and see if we can review the footage right here. This is going to be her. Can you guys see that right there? This is her. This is her profile, by the way. As you can see, now she's dressed fully conservative. Look, she got the collar up. All right. But in previous clips, you can see her and don't go harass her page. This isn't meant to harass. Um, but uh, here she is there. Uh, low, low, low rise pants. She seems to be very um, there. There she is there again with some very low rise pants. That seems to be her M.O. Um, is to wear low rise pants and pretty much display her six pack, which is very nice. You know what I mean? Let's go ahead and hear it. Wait a minute. This is the one right here. Oh, wait, where's the volume? Okay, I got to turn it down. So this is her right here, bro. I got dress coded. What is this high school? And so you can see, um, depending on how she's sitting, um, she didn't show the bottom part, but uh, the bottom part is probably what they probably wanted to complain about. The top part, is what it is. You know what I mean? She's not, you know, she looks very young for her age. And I'm sure she benefits from that. I believe she's a singer. I believe she's does. She cuts records. And so this is her here. Today has been a circus and fuck you Southwest. I was literally going to cry. I was about to cry. It was so. Oh, 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 there you go right there. So she led into with the emotional argument to reel you in. So where's that gump that was watching me saying that I'm. What did you say? I'm out of touch. And so um, where's that gump at? So that gump, this is how you're emotionally manipulated. First of all, what she's wearing is inappropriate. You guys got to remember something. And this is what you young people don't understand. And I have to remind my children of this. Yes, I have to remind my children of this. Flying is a flying is not something that is a right. Flying was seen as something that was prestigious to do. It is not so much more because we have affordable flying and affordable flying is somewhat new. You know what I mean? They pack you in like sardines on these low budget ass airlines and let you straggle daggles and low income ass people into the airport. Flying used to be a big deal. People used to get dressed up to fly. Now you see people with bonnets, sweats, uh, 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 slippers, booty shorts, pajamas all up in the airlines. Because they made flying affordable for you ham and eggers. See, this is what you don't understand, Ben. When you live long enough, you would know this. Flying was considered something that people had uh, pride in. But now, since they uh, pack you in like sardines in that damn sardine can, and they call it service, and they have an economy section for you peons, you think, oh, well, I'm just going to take an airline. You used to have to get your ass on a Greyhound bus. And some of you guys look like you're dressing for Greyhound, but you out here at the airport with me in business class and in first class. You soul plane ass driving ass people. Look, get on a flight, get on the soul plane, get on Spirit Airlines and come out there if you're going to dress like a straggle daggle. Do not get on my main flight while I got to be out there in business class getting seated first and watching all these straggle daggles come in. See, this is what the young generation of people don't know. Flying was considered a privilege transporting transporting yourself if you will was considered a privilege 
Now you guys just show up and ruin the experience for everybody else, as you can see. I'll do what I want to do. No, you're in economy class. I'll tell you what to do. Sit your ass down. <laughs> right? And we bailed out the airlines when they asked was out here. We bailed them out twice with our taxpaying money. So if you if you want to dress inappropriately, inappropriately, get on a Greyhound bus. Do not get on my main flight where I paid hundreds of thousands of dollars. And come in with your straggle mindset. Get your ass off my airplane. I got stuff to do. This is how I live life. <laughs> anyway, somebody said it's called progress, coach. This is called regress. This is called Congress. What's the opposite of pro pro progress? What is, the what is the opposite of progress? What is the opposite of pro? Con. So if progress is forward, this is Congress. This ain't no progress. This is regress. This is going backwards. And we let these knuckle draggers on the airplane, Neanderthal mindset people, these chicken heads, get on the airplane and think they can say what they want to say. And they bought a want to get away ticket and they got a sea boarding pass. Get your ass in the back of the plane, sit in the middle seat. <laughs> Come on. You got a want to get away $95 ticket. And you want to be telling me what you're going to do. No, I tell you what you're going to do. I love when people tell me what they're going to give me. This is what I'm going to give you. Mm -mm. No, this is what I'm going to give you. All right, people want to negotiate with me. Well, I'll give you this. Oh, I, I thought you you misunderstood this. this. I'm telling you what I'm giving you. You're not telling me what, what you're giving me. I tell you what I'm giving you. Or there's no conversation. Conversation over. Oh, you don't want to take what I'm giving you? Well, good luck. It's going to cost you. Anyway, y'all don't know how to be bosses out here. And you don't even know how to protect yourself. You let these girls, these young ass girls run all over you. You let these people, these progressive people run all over you by guilt and shaming you. You can't guilt and shame me. I do what the hell I want to do. Or if you don't like it, I go chill by myself and remove myself from all this BS and let you guys out here. You knuckle draggers think you're right. Anyway, there's levels to this. Anyway, let's listen to this bird. Oh, first of all, I just so wanted to cry. Watch it. Manipulation. I was literally going to cry. I was about to cry. It was so well, that means you're a child. That means you're a child. Did your ass get in the company a minor pass? Where was your parents? Continuing embarrassing literally just being slut shamed in front of everybody if it wasn't for this lady my angel i love her basically just wearing a corset like my i was more clothed than half of the plane because you know <laughs> all right let's go back and see what she's talking about i was more clothed than half of the plane i'm telling you this is what these if you're siding with this woman this is where you are, and I'm not even 30 seconds into her explanation. If you're siding with this woman in any way, you're now seeing the manipulative tactics and the lies and the emotional, um, the emotional, uh, what do you call it? Uh, manipulation that she's using against you. She literally said, I was more clothed than half of the plane, bro. <laughs> 
If you agree with her, bro, I don't even know what to tell you. Anyway, continuing. You know, it's 103 degrees out. Like, everyone's wearing shorts and tank tops. I yeah, like uh, proper su su summer wear that people probably, people probably got at Old Navy. Continuing. I don't understand what was inappropriate. So some lady taps on my shoulder. She's like, do you have a jacket or something? Like, you need to cover up. But cover up what? My shoulders? And I'm like, no. No, no, no. You know what the cover up. You saw what the cover up. Everybody, look, what shoulders? You, you're exposing everything. I mean, your shoulders are out, but come on, man. This is not, this is not, this is pretty simple. This is slammed up case. And she's like, okay, well, I'm going to get you a t-shirt. I'm like, all right, you could go do that. I'm not waiting for you. I you guys see that you guys see the Jezebel spirit in this, by the way, big up, big hoop earrings, face full of concealer, concealing, face full of foundation, which isn't the foundation, face full of mascara, which is a mask. Okay. Manipulation lies. All right. All right. Not taking the L. Defiant until the end. This is the spirit of the Jezebel. I get on the fucking plane because I'm not going to wear a shirt. I told her I'm not going to wear it. Anyways, this lady sticks up for me, respectfully sticks up for me to this employee and then ends up getting kicked off. For what? Big shout out to the girl on here who found the lady on Twitter because um, I reached out to her and I like want to send her flowers. Today has been a circus and fuck you. Okay, so anyway, right there. Yeah, and she's 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 cursing. I mean, I, I don't know how people defend people like this. Listen, she had a right to be on that plane, but she had to also follow the rules. Unfortunately, you know, these airlines do kick people off for wearing political statements. So I'm not in full agreement with being kicked off the plane. You know what I mean? It's it's a really tough subject. However, she was dressed inappropriately, without a doubt. I mean, it's not even close. It's not even close. She could have selected a better outfit. Let me go ahead and go to the next. Uh, go to the contributions real quick because I did skip them early in the show. So we will acknowledge the contributors who contributed early to the show here. Where are we at here? We got, uh, oh, we got a whole bunch of brothers in here. Dirk Diggler, who is this? Guy? I miss some people here. Hold up. Wait. All right, this is crazy, man. I, did I get all these people from yesterday? We did get a lot of people yesterday. There was a brother that sponsored the show, but he was late. I was already, oh, you know what? You know what happened was I, I did turn off the show without acknowledging the uh, contributors. All right. The show was going long. But anyway, Mr. David D is in the building. He says, thanks for all you do. And that is a sponsorship. All right. That is a sponsorship. Shout out to you. All right. Appreciate you for being here. I see what happened. I was like, why are these people from last night? I remember I when I turned the show off, I was like, oh, I didn't get the last contributors. But anyway, Andre 416 says I'm finishing this morning stream now. He says, PSA, we Canadians don't claim XQC. He's from Montreal and something or something in Quebec. And it's pretty much a separate country. Right. I, I see. And he says, XQC gets the highest views on Twitch because he's, but he's annoying. And he always talks fast, like if not worse or stutters. Yeah, we noticed that. He says, no one goes downstairs, coach. My job is to survive, not protect. We can both survive. Even the old other dudes had to call him out. Yeah. XQC was embarrassing himself or he was doing what he was supposed to do. Yeah, that was a weird, weird thing, man. Shout out to you over in Canada. We do have some other contributors here from last night. He says, sup, coach. Let's wake these something up and keep the RP going. Shout out to Dwayne A. Appreciate you, man. We're going to wake everybody up. Uh, we're going to show men. Amen. Hey, I'm going to ask you guys, have you had men in your life? 
not that way, pause. But many of you have seen hide nor hair of a male, especially a male that stands up for himself. You ain't seen none. You barely seen none in the movie. The last one you saw, I don't even know. Ask yourself this before you come try to check me. Have you had a male figure in your life, meaning a father figure? Meaning a uncle that was strong, a man that you looked up to was like, yeah. Other than a drug dealer, a movie character, a gangbang, gangbanger. You haven't seen it. I've seen it. But you haven't seen it. I guarantee you, you haven't. And then you try to come in here trying to check me, right? Please. Tell, look at your father real fast. Go take a look at your father. And see where he failed you before you open your mouth at me. Because I guarantee you, he was a failure in your life. He refused to stand up for himself. You watched your, you watched your mother walk all over that man. And he just looked at you like this. Well, <laughs> or you had a father that stood up for himself and he disappeared from your life. And then your mama called him an a-hole in the deadbeat and took his ass to court and claimed to be the victim. Oh, uh, I don't know why. What do you mean I took him to court? I never took your daddy to court. He left and got some, he went to go get some milk and never came back. All right, so fa the fathers that stood up for themselves in their marriages to protect you guys were automatically all of a sudden disappeared from your life. Anyway, where is this? KG in the building. Ken G says, good morning, coach. Check out the story of the sister who sued a brother. Oh, I did that show. Uh, Conchante Short. <laughs> I did that uh, on yesterday's show uh, where she argued with the judge. Yeah, that was absolutely incredible. That actually shows you the lack of respect and uh, the contentious nature that uh, women, and particularly women in the community, I have with black men. Even the black judge can't get no respect. Amari McBride, coach, did you see Tristan Thompson was spotted holding hands with a mystery woman in Greece following the news that he's expecting a second child with Khloe Kardashian. That man gives zero Fs. Well, uh, Tristan Thompson knows his role. He's being used. Okay, so he's being used um, in this get-out theory of them creating these elite homogenized, racially ambiguous children in which these, you know, the, the MOs there take talent, talented black men and merge them with these um, high socialite type, um, whatever they are, they're, um, they're um, Armenian, all right, but they're racially ambiguous as well. You know, you really can't tell what they are. Their culture is one way, but then they're not, you know, they don't come out and claim like Armenia. They're more like American and they've adopted to Americanism and Thotism and and whatnot, and they're creating these children, even through surrogacy. I mean, Tristan Thompson's getting, he's hes hatching babies with Chloe, not even the way you would do it naturally. It's through surrogacy. So he's just like, y'all use my seed to do whatever you want. I'm going to go over here and bang. He don't care. Yeah, Tristan is the Kardashian Mandingo. That's all. Ku Klux Kardashian. That's, it is what it is. He, they're be, these gentlemen are being used, but it's okay. They, they're fine with it. I don't, I'm not against them being used in this way. I mean, if they, they're cooperating with being used, you go down the line. What, what, what's the name? All the guys, Kanye. This is a get, this is a long version episode of get out. That's all that is. I mean, not that, that, that they're dating interracially is get out, but what they're doing is they're taking talented black men 
and they're merging with these people who have work ethic and status <laughs> and money. And then they're going to have this super, they're going to have the super um, elite child at some particular point. Yeah, go down to uh, Travis Scott, uh, Lamar Odom, um, Kanye West, Tyga. Uh, it, God, that's all they're doing. Blake Griff, that's all they're doing. And that is basically have been the Ray J. That has been the basic, yes, the super race. That, that's what they're creating. They're creating the super race. So you guys are thinking short term, right? I'm looking at them. This, this is a long-term plan. This is a generational plan in which they can stay at the top. And hopefully at one particular point, one of these kids latches on to the creativity of Kanye and the status of the Kardashian, please. This has been a planned assault on eugenics. and <laughs> But you can't see it because you're not from the future. Anyway. I know what it is. I know what it's about. And it's okay. Like I said, it's okay. Shout out to uh, 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 SAU. He says, Coach, why are you scared of a little belly deli? Good morning, Coach, from south of the border. Diets don't work the same or work for me the same. I got to find that woman. And after I get done with these PayPals, you know what I'm going to do? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to check my lights to see if we got a little belly deli. Travis says, Travis C., he says, there may be such a thing. Wait, there may be. Uh, such a thing as a long-term partner, but there was not such thing as a lifetime partner. We are just monogamous for short bursts of time. Guys need to leave the childish fantasies behind and grow up. Yeah, I mean, accomplishing monogamy is damn near impossible, like for a lifetime. It's impossible. I mean, with the amount of affairs and divorces, I don't even know why people still go for it, but, you know, nature has fooled us more than once. Fool me once, shame on you. I mean, how many people can say they've had a long-term lifetime partner? Just one. Just one. One. It doesn't happen. But, you know, that's elementary school CGA stuff. David R. says a donation to the notorious CGA. Great local, great local stream on Sunday, by the way. Everyone needs to sign up for locals to see how dark the dark side really is. Yes, indeed. They're not ready for that. Five minutes will change your life. I'm sorry, $5 will change your life over on local. You'll be like, oh, my God, it's worse than I thought. Y'all be ready to throw in the damn towel. But I don't want men to throw in the towel. That's what people don't understand. There's throw the damn towel. What I want men to understand, because people think, well, you're just over here complaining. We're not complaining. I'm exposing. And as such, I provide the solution, which most people don't like my solution. Right. I give you the solution and you're because most people say you're just complaining. You provide no solutions. I have an entire book called The Free Agent Lifestyle. The solutions are there and it requires a little bit of investment in which men don't invest. And this is why the position that you're in is in. You'll invest to, in a woman before you invest in yourself. You'll invest in some sort of dating program and profile before you invest in yourself. And I'm telling you right here on The Free Agent Lifestyle, this is the solution. Ultimately, when I do these stories, the solution is in there. But what happens is men don't like the solution. You want me to say, well, here's what's happening, and I'm going to show you how to easily manipulate women. You're on the wrong track. You need to get on the right train. You're on the wrong track. This game is not about manipulating women at this particular point. There's losses that you're going to accumulate collateral damage over time if you think you're going to continue to do that, especially when you're ugly and you ain't got no money. I can't stand ugly dudes with no money that's really want to come in here and try to say, well, game is important. Game is a component, 
but it's a small component, especially when you ugly and broke. So let's get with it. The solution is there. <laughs> okay. You ugly, fat, busted, and broke, and you're like, game is all that matters. No, it ain't. It ain't even going to get you nowhere. You wasting your time. I'm cutting, I'm cutting deep today. That one dude got me going today, right? Monk mode is a solution. That's not a solution. What about the hoes, coach? And dudes be on here bragging, and they ain't even getting no good-looking women. All right, you're not even getting any good-looking women. That's one of your problems, is what you're doing is settling, and you're wasting your time and your seed on, on women that are subpar. And I'm not even going to call them ugly. They're subpar. And then you come here bragging. That's what I don't like. Now, that's that ish I don't like. Shout out to Chief Keith. That's that ish I don't like. Because statistically, you're not getting good-looking women. I mean, listen, there's good-looking women out there. They're not messing with you. So that game junk, you can flush it down the toilet. Show me some receipts. Somebody said average at best. Not even average at best. They're subpar. Subpar. Do not brag to me about getting subpar women. I've been there in my life. I'll never go back. Mm. Unless you're showing me some fine women, then I'll show you, okay, game. Yeah, game works for you. But you're running game and settling for subpar women. I don't mind you messing with broke women, but broke and subpar that's a problem. <laughs> All right. Anyway, Joshua is in the building. He says, happy Taco Tuesday, coach. Every time I see the shuffling clip, it looks like he's tossing jasmine rice on the floor. Also, I blame the catfish ninjas for lowering the bar for Fit Brothers. There you go. Sloppy yogurt and melted, pu melted pudding pops. Oh, the sloppy yogurt and the melted pudding pops. We got to use that one. Melted pudding pops. But yeah, dude, it is what it is. I think guys are basically like that. This woman right here, this bird, this woman right here, deep down inside, I know she's subpar. I mean, listen, I could use her for about about maybe about an hour, but um, I know once she takes them caterpillars off her eyelids, it's gonna be all downhill. And I know that, and I'm like, you know, she's not impressive. After that, she's not impressive, and this is why. But you, it takes a while for gentlemen to get here, for wannabe players and max. Freddie Jackson as uh, laying down with guys. You don't impress me. Trust me. I'm, I've been way past that. I've lived way beyond those years already. And don't try to convince me otherwise. No, Sean, I only mess with hot looking chicks, Sean. No. I'm going to come back to Cash App, right? I'm going to come back to Cash App after that. I got to do this next segment. But um, if men are truthful about this stuff, man, you're you're running game on subpar women. That's a waste of time in my book. But everybody's got to go through that portion of life. You could actually better the amount of time that I wasted on subpar women. I could have better my life 10 years prior. But, you know, we got to live and learn anyway. Got to live and learn. Uh, what are we doing here? Oh, uh, I'm looking at the likes. All right. So we got 16,000 million people in here. We got almost we're almost at 50 percent. So what I need to do, what I need to do is we need to show a little belly deli so we can get 100 likes. All right, in here. Scared of a little. What really gets me is that some of y'all be scared of a little belly. Y'all, y'all see how scrum diddly on shit it look? Ooh, ooh, baby girl. Y'all scared of a little belly deli? 
Y'all scared of a little belly deli for what? Who told you be scared of that belly? Let it lose some. Let it. I know y'all see the football print. The football print go crazy. The football print go crazy. Come on. Parabola. Come on. Y equal X squared. Maybe cubed on some days. All right, y'all did your job, man. Y'all, y'all wasn't too far away. We got over 800 and we're ready to go. It brings more people into this message, and that's important. All right, marriage counselor reveals the number one complaint that wives have. I'm not happy. All right, marriage counseling. You guys know my opinion on marriage counseling. I've been to a couple of marriage counseling uh sessions myself. They're complete, it was a complete waste of time. Um, it was completely manipulated by um at that particular point, the woman that I was married to. They were doing private sessions, which I think is against some sort of integrity. It's got to be a conflict of interest at that point. Um, and then I realized that she was making money trying to continue um, continuing us in these counseling sessions. Listen, I listened. I worked in the industry in which uh, paying for sessions was how I survived. Right. I was a fitness trainer at one particular point. Um, people would try to which was ridiculous, come in here and pay me per session. I never would do that. I got to the point where people would pay me well in advance, talk about 20 and 30 sessions in advance, right? And so I know that to keep this game up long-term, I got to keep these people coming to me. And that's how I survived. 10, 20, 30 sessions in advance, okay? And then you show up, and then when your sessions run out, hey, we're still continuing to get you on your fitness goals. I'm not saying that I use that um, in order to keep eating only. I wanted to help these people out. However, I did want to keep the business going, and this, this is what counselors do. This is their number one. This is how they eat. And if we don't acknowledge that, if you don't acknowledge that, then you don't acknowledge the, the salesmanship that goes into that. If you think these people are just out to help you and that's it, well, stop paying them and keep coming to sessions and see if you actually get seen. They're not going to help you anymore. As long as you're not paying, wait, as long as, you, as long as you keep paying, then they'll keep trying to help you. If you stop paying them, where the Mother Teresa counselors at? They'll stop booking your ass, okay? Anyway, uh, my opinion of marriage counseling is very low. Very, very low. And with this, you are going to see that um, this marriage counselor reveals the number one reason as to why, let's see if we can pull that up, as to why women are not happy in marriages. It says right here, a marriage counselor on TikTok. Hi-yi-yi. A marriage counselor on TikTok shared one of the top things women complain about in their relationships. All right, boy. If you're going to therapy and you're not even married, yeah. You're getting scammed, right? You're getting scammed. If you got to go to therapy and you're not even married or relationship counselor and you're not even married, man, go ahead and what are you doing? Marriage counselor right here, Corinne. I can't even, you know, this is why I don't remember names because I don't read names because I can't even pronounce it. But her name is Corinne, I think. Use the differences between an active responsibility and a passive responsibility to highlight common marriage problems. Her explanation prompted a discussion that lit up TikTok. Active responsibility, quote, active responsibility would be you looking around the house for things that you can do and take responsibility for the things that need to happen within the house, she explained. Passive responsibility would be being able to help but waiting for someone to tell you what needs to be done. The therapist or the counselor then asked to reflect on which role you play 
in your relationship. Quote, this is the top thing. This is one of the top things that I hear from women as a complaint saying that their husbands are waiting for them to tell them what needs to be done, unquote, she said. Now, where's the complaints that men have in their marriage? All right, where's that at? Anybody? Anybody waiting? Because you know it's going to be. I don't get no head no more. I don't get no sex no more. She don't touch me. She don't initiate no more. She's an alcoholic. She's a drunk. She's mentally unstable. She crazy. I'm only staying for the kids. Happy wife, happy life. She don't help me mow the lawn. She don't help me pull these weeds. I got to pay a gardener to mow the lawn and pull the weeds. She don't help me clean out. She don't help me clean out the gutters. She don't take out the trash. She don't cook. We share responsibilities in cooking. I always find it interesting that in these marriages, that the number one thing obviously is going to be the money. But for some reason, when it comes to shared responsibilities and household duties, they want you to share. But when it comes to the duties you're supposed to do, it's man's work. When it comes to what you're supposed to do, oh, I don't want to go out there and sweat. Or even worse and egregious, why don't we just hire a gardener? Why don't we just hire? Now it costs, right? Now it's going to cost me because you don't want to share. Now I don't have time to do it because I'm too busy helping you clean out the damn diapers or change the diapers. I'm too busy helping you that now I have to hire someone at a cost to do something that we can both tackle together. But we can't tackle it together because you don't want to rake leaves. Where's the shared responsibility in that? And income-wise, I'm guaranteeing you, many of these women who complain make less than the man that is supposed to be sharing these responsibilities. There's households where the woman is basically has a nanny, a maid, and they have a babysitter on top of that. So she can go to girls nights out or she can go drink with her friends or she can actually go out to yoga classes or see her personal trainer. And then they complain that the man doesn't actively pick up his socks. It's absolutely egregious. This is what you have to look forward to in marriage, by the way. I know I'm sharing the screen. You can't even see it and read it, but I'll make it larger. That's what he said. And it says right here, um, quote, and they really and they're really waiting for a partner in life who is an actively responsible. Who is actively responsible for the house and for the children and not waiting for their wives to tell them what to do. People related to Valiers or whatever her last name is, explanation in the comment section. Here's a woman that says, quote, yep, after 26 years, I'm not happy. <laughs> I realize after 26 years, bro, <laughs> it took her 26 years. No, after I waited until there was an increase in the revenue and he got to his peak earnings, I divorced, graped him to kingdom come. That's what she, that's what happened. I gray divorced his ass. After 26 years of being domestically violated, after 26 years of being punished, after 26 years, no, he got to his peak earning years and she said, it's time to get off. She says, after 26 years, I realized I was better off on my own. Took 27 years, huh? Now he's having to figure out how to take care of himself and I don't miss him. Of course you don't. You're getting his alimony check. right? You're getting his child support check. And he probably still is a gump. And he's still going to pay for college for the kids. 
Another one, perfect way to explain this. It's extremely frustrating. I already have five kids. I don't need a sixth. I need a partner. So you're basically was a breeder for this man. You produce five kids. And now I'm not happy. What do we tell you in the marriage wheel? If you've never, if you're new to my show, if you're new to my show, I have something called the marriage wheel that I invented in which I tell you there is a stages of marriage that you're going to get to and she's going to pull the rug from your foot. Now, with that being said, I'm not a woman, so I've never been a wife. So maybe in their mind, they have a reason to be upset. But most of it goes scripted. It goes connection phase where you get together and everything's fantastic. Then it goes investment stage. And then after an investment stage, it comes the bait and switch. All right. This is the rug pull. And we're going to talk about that later with these older women searching for younger men. The rug pull is going to come in which the investment is full. Right. The earnings have been made. The guy's stable. It actually would be cheaper for him to keep her. And he would be penalized significantly for a divorce. And then he and then they pull the rug and then your ass is stuck. And then your ass is looking stupid. Now you stuck on stupid paying alimony, child support, lawyers, marital counseling. Right. And the only way to win this one is to just keep playing the game. All right, baby, I'll do what you want to do. The rug pull. And they always figure out the rug pull after kids are being birthed. They always figure out the rug pull when you're 40 and you're higher earning. They never figure out the rug pull before the kids start getting popped out. They never stand up for themselves when the kids aren't uh, being birthed yet. They always pull that rug when there's five kids after 26 years, right? Oh, well, after I figured it out, <laughs> I want you to listen. This is how it works. Here's another one. Quote, I have an actively, wait, I have an active responsibility of my family's whole existence, and this is why I'm simply losing my mind. Let me translate that. I'm not happy. <laughs> Here's another one. I ain't your mother. I'm your partner. Help. Okay, when I fire up that lawnmower, where are you at? Where you at when I fire that lawnmower up? Do you come out with your gloves and your hat and your your, your sun your sun sunscreen? Are you out there too? All right, go ahead and hey, get that get that cut grass right there. Take that leaf blower right there and get that cut grass and then pile it in that bag. Where you at? You ain't doing nothing. Help. <laughs> Get on top of that damn John Deere and get that thing to smoking, all right? Get the rake out. Rake them leaves. Where you at? When the snow start, when that nor'easter blow in, get the snowblower out. Let's go. Oh, no, I ain't getting it out. <laughs> they they scrambling. I'm telling you, man, this is what you're going to deal with. And most guys, well, I don't know. Yeah. Here's another one. My husband and I are both active. We rarely argue about chores and child care. I feel lucky. As a person. Now, for me, I'm I'm the opposite of what most men are. I'm very much like I'm OCD. So I don't like a mess. I tend to be OCD and want to clean up, right? I'm like, yeah, man, get this stuff cleaned up prior. And so it's never been a situation. I do my own laundry. I was raised by a single mom, so I was doing all my stuff by 16. You know how it goes. I was making my own dinners at 16. All right, my mom would just give me $25, go get your own food. <laughs> Back then, you could get a week full of food as a as a young male for 25 bucks. As soon as I got my driver's license, she was like, here you go. 
And she was like, so I could focus on my career. So I'm doing my own laundry by 16. I'm making my own dinners. I'm basically my mom's, you know, was a corporate uh, corporate person. She didn't come home from work till eight o'clock. All right. So I had the rule of the house. I would get up in the morning, my own, on my own alarm clock, make my own breakfast if I ate it, go to school, go to practice, come back, make my own dinner. Then I see my moms. Hey, moms. <laughs> so I could take care of myself. Many men can't, and so they depend on women, or they marry a woman that can handle that. All right, this is your responsibility. Do you accept it? And she's like, yes, I accept it. I'll be your wife. 10 years into the marriage, she's complaining. You're not actively responsible in sharing the chores of the household responsibilities. And you're like, I didn't marry someone so I can share the household responsibilities. Before I married you, I said that these are your responsibilities. Now you want me to share. You know what I mean? It's crazy, man. So anyway, that's what you guys have to look forward to. If you do get married, probably 70% of you will have this argument. And she's going to say, I don't want another child. But she didn't have a problem with you being inseminating her four or five times. She didn't have a problem the first 10 years, but the problem showed up after your ass got your raise and your bonus. <laughs> and she went, hey, so words you will hear, never hear men say, fair and share. These are words women use, and they use them in the context of marriage, and they will uh, indict you. It's not fair, and he don't share. And you've been hearing this since you've been in, like, third grade. This is not fair. Hold on for a second. This is not fair. When was the last time you heard a man say, this is not fair? Black Lives Matter, maybe? When was the last time you heard a man says, she don't share? All right. Maybe when she says, I haven't showered in three days, and I smell like a bag of onions. Is any of this turning you off? Nothing. Anyway, did y'all see Sesame Street Park? Well, I'm kind of on this. I'm I'm kind of on the straggle daggle side on this one. <laughs> All right. Anyway, yeah, them them kids. There's evidence that them kids was being definitely <laughs> overlooked. But if Black Lives Matter show up, I'm out. I'm like, all right, no. But Sesame Street Park got something, you know. They was doing that, like the five or six videos I saw. I was like, they might have a case. Because I typically don't side with them. I need to see more evidence, but <laughs> all right. The pieces I saw, I was like, yeah, they, they got something going on here. Anyway, Cash App style. This is from yesterday. Robert P. Elliott says, type J-Lo with no makeup in Casper. And it's a YouTube short. I actually did show J-Lo without makeup once. And um, yeah, I'm telling you, makeup is the one of the biggest deception there are. It's one of the biggest deceptive tools that they use to manipulate you. And when you figure that out, you actually start going for plainer women, which then people will say, I thought you like baddies, coach. I never said I like baddies. Everybody knows I like a plain Jane. All right. I don't like makeup all over my face and my beard and my pillowcases. All right. I don't like it. I hate it. I despise it. It's actually just very inconvenient. Anyway. Um, the dictator says belly deli or the ring game wife. Ooh. That's a poll. <laughs> That's going to be a poll. All right. While you're listening, are we going belly deli coach? Belly deli girl or the ring game wife? I'm going ring game wife, but that's just me. Let me see here. Belly deli. 
I mean, the ring game wife, you already know under that thing, she got that belly belly too. Ring game wife. Here we go. Somebody said, no, you can't say neither. He asked, so we're going to play. We're going to play the episode of, uh, what would we call that? We'll call it a hit it or quit it. I should have threw in, like uh, Anthony says, we should have threw in the diets don't work the same woman. Damn, that would have been perfect. That would have been perfect. We should have threw in the diets don't work the same woman, too. That would have been a good one. All right. Uh, that would have been good. I would, she would have been in last place, in my opinion. DGC more, they wanted to, they want to be spoiled and treated like princesses. Yeah, but they're missing a key component of that. Um, I don't mind spoiling, but all, as long as you know why you're getting spoiled and you must be in excess providing that. Now, at any time you remove that from the table, which is common in marriages, you remove that from the table, the spoiling ends. It's kind of like being a trainer, personal trainer. Um, you spoil me with money, I'll spoil with with sessions. You stop paying me, you stop being a client. It's kind of like therapists, counselors, psychologists. They don't work for free. You stop giving them money, they stop counseling you. They uh, you could be like you could be what about Bob about to jump from an eighteen story building. Your therapist who claims to ca uh, care about you, if you don't pay up, they'll be like, well, <laughs> enjoy your flight. I'm just telling you the truth. And as long as you don't, you got to acknowledge that. Uh, another thing, another person that will do the same thing. Attorneys will do that. Attorneys will do that. I tell you my story about an attorney. I went to go see when I first got served for my, my divorce. I went to him and I was like, oh my God, I don't know what to do. They're going to, she's going to take my kids from me. And he was like, do you have $5,000? I was like, no. Nah. He was like, And I said, uh, yeah, but but is there anything that I can do to help? Look at this petition. She's going to get this. She's asking for that. I don't know what to do. How do I respond? What do I do? He said. That's how he looked at me. That's how he looked at me. He didn't part his lips. He did not part his lips. I asked him three questions after that, and he said. And I said, oh, I guess this meeting is done. And he got up out of his chair, and he pointed towards the door like this here, and he walked me to the door. So that goes for attorneys, therapists, counselors, personal trainers, wives. As soon as the money stopped coming in and the incentive, they're going to shut down. <laughs> You're getting nothing from them. So understand that that's part of the business. <laughs> so he was like, fuck your kids. That's basically what he said. But then when you say that, they make, oh, I can't believe you said. That. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I will never forget that. And that was in 2013, 2012, 2013, when that happened. Early 2013, when that happened, I'll never forget it. I see it clear in my head. I was like, damn. He was like, you need $5,000. And he would have went through that 5K like it was like this. He would have said, now I need another five. 
So if you're going to play this game, you better do what? You better, you better have some money. I got money. And if you have money, you can get over this game. You're going to lose it. It's going to be a waste of money, but you can get over here. And if you do have the money, you can manipulate the system. All right. Shout out to Ed. He says, uh, it says for work. So on both sides, Ricky Martin trapped his nephew. Um, I saw that, but I can't really figure out what's going on there. Or they're trying to say it was an ancestral relationship, but a step nephew. I'm not sure. But and he's I don't know. Shout out Elijah says, is that a ghost or on the thumbnail? She looks halfway dead. Indeed, Simon Small back in the building funding for the free agent lifestyle hot sauce fund. Hashtag the nasty boys. Yes, indeed. Uh, Dr. AMG just getting my CGA espresso espresso. Great topic today, which we're going to get into next into the main event. Hit the like button. XL Pro Services, the usual suspects in the building, but I really appreciate the donations. As you know, they're watching me. They're watching me with their handout, the bloodsuckers of the people who do the work and the bloodsuckers of the poor. Bloodsucking leeches. The man works hard and the bloodsuckers come after you and they use children as human shields. Despicable behavior by these human beings. All right, anyway. New, Is new, anybody new, else? New world order. Despicable behavior. All right, shout out to uh, Carl S. He says, same goes for the interstate. They can't drive. All right, same goes with the interstate. Uh, I don't know, man. I know that obviously that's an argument. I don't know. I wouldn't ride behind. I, listen, I don't even, that, that argument, I would not ride with a woman driver. If she's driving long term, like, hey, we're going to drive the interstate. And then she's going to drive a little bit of the segment for five hours. I wouldn't go to sleep. I'd be like, I'll drive the whole damn thing. All right. Shout out to uh, who is in there. Gemini writer says customers always write culture ruins it for all. Indeed. Yep. For sure. Lucifer says facts coach. I hate the peons that get on planes. Yep. Looking all dirty, dirty feet. And I, it, it, oh, that's by the, by the way, Lucifer, that is co-sponsorship. Um, in this situation, yeah, man, I, I point out to my children, look at these people. And I want my children to think they're elite. And because in my mind, again, you know me, the great Coach Alini, I believe that I'm an elite class of people. Now, you might not think so, but look at you and look at me. <laughs> look where you at. I didn't click on your face anytime soon, did I? I've never clicked on your face, but you clicked on mine several times and be watching me for hours. All right. Not the people who like me. I'm talking about the haters. You ain't nobody, but you watching me. All right. The people who are entertained and here learning, that's a different subject. They're not out here telling me that I'm not elite. But I always tell my kids. I always tell my kids, you're elite. And I've actually had one of them say, no, I'm not elite. I'd rather be normal. Hey, listen, everybody cannot come along on this journey of greatness. Everybody cannot come along this journey of greatness. You know why? They choose to be average. They choose to struggle. I try to convince people who are in relationships with me that we're going to be elite. If you follow my plan, the great Coach Alini. <laughs> but they don't want to follow the plan of greatness. But oftentimes you see them trying to eat off my plate after the fact. Mm. Now you make sense of that. 
make sense of that. You see the man becoming great and you use whatever leverage you can to try to eat off my plate. But you want to be a normie. And I'm not just talking about kids and my ex-wife. I'm talking about everybody. You find your skill set. You monetize it. You actually be, try to become great and like crabs in a barrel. Jealous men. Male jealousy. Normies. Haters. People who you have past relationships with. Family. They literally try to eat off your ass after trying to destroy you. Bloodsuckers. Peons and normies. I can't stand normies. To me, that's offensive. If you don't like to be elite and you want to be a damn nose picker in life, well, you go be it, but don't try to eat off my plate. Let me eat my plate and give me my damn square five, three squares. Let me eat good filet mignon and don't bother me. But do you know what? They can't do it. They got to come F up your plan because you're trying to be great. They don't want to do what it takes to be great. So they sue you and eat off your plate. Well, this is the last meal. This is the last meal. If you don't want to be great, sit your ass over there and struggle. But don't be over here pocket watching me, you nose pickers, when you don't want to do the work. I give you the plan. It's not like I'm not sharing the plan to be great. I'm giving it to you right here. I get on here for free every day. So don't tell me I'm not telling you what to do. I'm telling you how to be elite and great. Sometimes you got to give the middle finger to the entire system. You got to give the middle finger to your family. Sometimes you got to give the middle finger to the authorities and your wife. Sometimes your kids. But you got to get the people out of the way who are dead weight. You got to get these people out of your way because you can't be great. And when I tell you to be great, you come up with every excuse why you don't want to be great. Why you don't want to be elite. Why you want to be a normie. Why you want to be a missing link. Now, don't get me started. Crumb snatching ass people. Yeah, crumb snatchers. It's, it's appalling to me, but I'm not like everyone else. So you think what I am is appalling, but I think what everybody else is doing is absolutely appalling. Same goes with these liberal Democrats. You guys complain, complain, complain. Everything's an issue. Sexism, racism. You name it. But I see your ass twerking every week. I see your ass doing the stanky leg. I see your ass crate challenging. Do not get me started. I, I'm not even going to get started on that. You're enjoying your time. You seem to be enjoying your time here. Doing absolutely nothing. And then want to penalize the people out here working. I'm, I'm tired of it. <laughs> All right, anyway. All right, anyway, shout out to Carl S. He says crossbreeding. So this is a, the, the Kardashians' plan is to crossbreed. And this is what's happening here. And you don't have to get me or understand me, but I'm not going to be, I'm not going, not when I work as hard as I have or not when I work as hard as I did to get to a certain points in my life. The only thing that has caused me strife in my life is trying to bring people along on this journey and they rebelled against me in my own house. They rebelled against me in my own familial unit. That has caused me the most strife. It has set me, that one thing has set me back and guys, I'm not the only one. Most men have had the exact same experience. Most men's most strife in their life 
has been the people that they brought into their lives to make it make them great. Right? Your family has caused you the most damage. Your homies have caused you the most, most damage. Right? Anyway, other than that, I'd be, oh, you know what? Haters have called you the most damage, especially black men against other black men. The biggest hater group there is. They've caused you the most damage. I guarantee, I guarantee you most of these content creators will be millionaires if it wasn't for black men hating on them. Anyway, this is why you got to go great coach, coach Alini. Uh, where are we at here? Let's do the last story of manipulation. Everybody put their thinky caps on. Put your thinky caps on. <laughs> Let's see here. The amount of work these YouTube content creators put in only to be drugged down by people who don't like them as they see you on your rise. You know, you, you've shot people in the foot and you shot your own self in the foot. All right. Older men, older women, younger men. Older women, younger men. Now, this is a cautionary tale. I'm going to read a story from a contributor that's going to highlight this. We're not going to talk about the people in the thumbnail. Those are extreme examples of uh, people doing this. There's another couple of extreme examples here, uh, particularly of young men of color uh, going after women of other races after they hit the wall at warp speed. And a 27-year-old man reveals why he married a 75-year-old white woman. Uh, if it ain't if it ain't white, it ain't right. It's, even if she's 75, guys, let me tell you something. Um, older white men will never touch this woman with a 10-foot pole. But I got a 27-year-old brother. You know, as long as it's white, it's right. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Oh uh, wow, let me see if I can play the video. Of course, it's why is there an ad? on this one is there an ad no this is sister talking about so you know she bad she put her wig on to talk about this um so it's not actual video so anyway i'm not gonna play her video extreme example not very common extreme example right here here's another extreme example always the brothers all right anyway wow jesus uh particular age gap 23 years old and a 60 year old now let me just say this there's going to be people that say, well, you advocate for older men and younger women, right? Obviously, in a situation where there's a provider mode, you're providing mentorship, there's something that the, the woman's getting out of it. Even if it's a little bit of money, she's getting her belly filled up. She's not being malnourished. All right. She's getting probably a better bedroom experience than she's getting from a younger man. So most of the time when the older man messes with a younger woman, there's a transactional beneficiary relationship. On the other side, there's not. You're like, what is the guy getting? That he could not have gotten easier somewhere else. Is he getting love? Potentially. All right. But I don't believe in love like that. So I, you know, it's like that that's a temporary thing. But um, let's get into this story here that I'm not going to share names, but it was an email sent to me by somebody that follows. So um, he says right here, I'm a contributor to your show and wanted to know your thoughts on an issue of mine. Also, I prefer. Uh, oh, anyway. <laughs> let's just say this. He said. He, he doesn't want to really discuss it. All right. So I'm not me. Typically, if you email me for free, well, he says he's a contributor. But let's just say this. He's kind of embarrassed. I didn't read that part earlier. Um, Well, sometimes you got to sometimes you got to let him know. Here it is right here. He says, I found out. I may be a father. I may be a father. And I effed up. All right. So let's just before we get into that, before we get into that. 
Many people know about the praying mantis. All right, so I got to set this up. Praying mantis is real. All right, many women will get pregnant by you and then remove you from the relationship. All right, I just look at the single mother statistics and the fact that most people can't raise kids together in a familial unit past the age of three, four, and five. Okay, that 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 the inti- the intention of the woman is to get pregnant. Always. That is basically going to be her female imperative. She wants to get pregnant. Women that say they don't trap men in pregnancies, they're absolutely lying. But men trap themselves in the pregnancy as well. So in this person, in this place, this guy's acknowledging it. All right, acknowledging that he messed up. He says, I don't want the kid. And she refused to terminate the kid, of course. As now, she's because due to her Christian morals, she cannot terminate the pregnancy. Oh, the lukewarm Christians have showed up. We're the lukewarm Christians, obviously. They become Christian when it comes to stuff like that. But fornication, they forget about it, right? Uh, however, I told her I wanted a paternity test when the child was born and she was insulted and she w- was implying that she as if I was implying that she was a slut. That's what he says there. An obvious tactic of shame to use against you. You ask for a paternity test. The common answer should be, OK, if you know the child is going to be, the ch- you know, if you know what's up. But to say, how would how dare you ask me for a paternity test is actually ridiculous. She says, I simply responded. That I'm looking out for myself. Now I describe myself as a 31 year old. We'll leave the race out. It's not a black man. <laughs> and the woman is 37 years old and she's also not a black woman. All right. So he's 31 and she's 37. All right. Let's go ahead and chalk it up. Hey, where is it at? Young Ben, I want you to pay close attention to this. This is a clear scenario where she trapped you with the hell mary she said come with me hell mary run quick see what do we have here now do we want to ride or die ba, la, 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 la. i'm not a killer but don't push me revenge is like the sweetest joy and that's to get in <laughs> she hit his ass with the hell mary and uh guys this is just how it works and you guys going to figure it out at some particular point. Now, you can go in there. You thought you was getting some easy peace leave, right? I'm getting some easy sex, coach. I'm running game on you. H- how long have I been telling you? You're running game on these women, but she going to game you. All she got to do is say, let it, let it bust inside of me. Here's female fertility right here. Let's be, let's be pragmatic about this. Here it is. 18 to 24, best age to procreate. 25 to 23 late 20s, early 30s, all right, chance of a woman getting pregnant without intervention remains steady, all right? You can still get her knocked up. Now, this is in general. I know people are like, I got, my mother was 38 when she had me, and you were the third kid, okay? You weren't the first. Unlikely, you were the first. Highly unlikely. Statistically unlikely, all right? You were the third, and she was already popping it out. The body's already figured out how it works, and you were the mistake baby, because everybody, all the all your brothers in front of you and your brothers and sisters are like 8 and 10 and 12. <laughs> right. And then here you are watching me talking about my mother was 38. You were the you were the mistake. Here it is right here. Age 31 to 35. Chances of conceiving are still high, but odds will decline, will start to decline. And here, 36 to 40, 
greatest reduction in fertility. Risk of chromosomal issues with eggs are higher. 41, chances of conceiving are low. The body is preparing for menopause. All right, so um, in this case right here, he, she's 37. What do you think is going to happen? <laughs> yeah, bottom of the night, full count, bases loaded. And she says. And that's you. Now, just so you know, when she has this baby, the fact that you've already said, I don't want the baby, she going to pray mantis the hell out of you. <laughs> you go, she going to pray mantis the hell out of you. She going to remove your ass. You said you didn't want it. And your ass going to be on child support. 18 years. It's over. Here it is right here. She says, um, he says, uh, I've been RP for some time since I was a teenager, but back then there was no title. The girl I'm seeing now goes out actively to bars for happy hour, claims it's how she socializes, and she claims to be an introvert. Good Lord, have mercy, Jesus. Old woman unicorn here. And she just goes out to socialize. Boy, she didn't hit you with every damn thing. I personally think it's BS. Of course it is. She's a freelance web designer. She broke. And her business is feast or famine. Yeah, she broke. She, she's probably a sugar baby at some point in her life. Freelance web designer. Who designs websites right now, bro? Like, you make money designing websites? What is this? 2006? <laughs> who makes websites now? Who goes to websites? You got to actually drag a person to your website. Nobody goes on website. Everything's on social media now. Every damn thing. You'd be like, all right, this is the 50th time you mention this. I'll go to your website. <laughs> right, uh, anyway, I'm just playing. Yeah, you could go to Wix and you could go to the, all these uh, kind of, you know, these websites already set up. Gen X people who start in a business. Um, I need a website. No, you need to, you need some social media presence. Hey, old people. Hey, old Generation X people. This is what we do here. We talk ish. Hey, Gen X people and boomers. You need a social media presence if you have a business. Your website ain't gonna do shit. When was the last time you shut? <laughs> you was like, I'm gonna get off Instagram and I'm gonna go to one website. Then I'm gonna go to another. Then I'm gonna go to another. You know what I mean? Like your website is basically something like it's like the third or fourth, maybe the fifth place to trap a person. All right, anyway, I know the web designers are pissed off at me. What is this? <laughs> All right, get a social media presence first. You need a website eventually. You need people to go to your website eventually, but you better get some presence. Yeah, you funnel people to your website. That's not, your, that's not the way you say, hey, go to my website first. No, 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 you get people to go to your website. It's a funnel program. And then you need a funnel system. Okay, I used to have one with my courses. I would I would send you to this video on YouTube, and then you would click on the link. It funnels you to the next video. It funnels you to four or five different videos. Then it funnels you to social media or your website. Anyway, if she's not working on people like that, I don't know how she's making any money. She's broke. Anyway, let's go ahead into the next thing right here. It says right here, um, I told her, a woman who is pregnant and going to bars is irresponsible, and I won't tolerate it at all. She says she had a magnitude of friends that goes uh, there, mainly male friends. Jesus. 
this is getting worse. So she has male friends that she goes to the bars with, and she's mad that you're asking for a DNA test. She claims that she's never slept with any of them. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. This situation is strangely complicated. She likes to project her insecurities onto me, and I don't like it. Let me backtrack real quick. Um, a lot of people do, and I was just on the business end, the websites and all that stuff. I hear a lot of people that have businesses, and then they'll claim, well, I'm not a person that use social media. I don't like to put myself out there like that. Well, stay broke. Stay broke on social to sell today. You're going to have to put yourself out there. I'm not a showy type person. I don't like to show my shit. Stay broke. <laughs> what do you talk about? I don't want to put myself out there. You better put yourself out there. Um, You want to just hide in anonymity and wait for the business to pile in. Anyway, she's out here. Got more red flags than the Chinese communist parade. And she says right here. She claims she never slept with any of them. This situation is strange and complicated. She likes to project her insecurities onto me, and I don't like it. So she basically gaslighting and manipulating you from your words. She wants me to live with her because she's pregnant. Oh, man. I don't want to live with her, but if it is mine, I feel obligated to stay because this is my legacy. You know, this is, I'm not making fun of the guy. This is a common scenario that men put themselves in. But this is going to train wreck. This is going to be a train wreck. So essentially, she gets what she wants by saying she's pregnant. And then she gets you to move in out of obligation because this is your legacy. Um, Not really. I think if you have children out of wedlock, that legacy argument is already halfway flushed down the toilet. Or the legacy of that child is in her hands at that point. You have no legacy if you having pregnancy, if you're having children out of wedlock. Legacy only works if you create a family in my situation right here. This is not a family. Any response or feedback will help. Says I'm not where I want to be financially or career-wise. There's another chink in your armor here. My God. Let's just go ahead and find out where this is going. Okay, and he gives a little bit of background that we're not going to talk about, but he says here, you know, C-19 might have messed up his plans. He says, so he has a job right now that is pretty much just getting him by. And it's not what his aim is. He says uh, survival mode hit and I needed the money. He says the long term goal is he wants to either be a engineer. He wants to be a doctor, engineer, an engineer, doctor. And he said, I don't mind doing school in my 30s or 40s because. Of his previous experience, you would probably know why to achieve this. But being a single dad and cohabitating for a kid would complicate things. This is the afterthought of men that men typically use after the fact. When you was busting nuts up inside our walls, you didn't think about this, did you? See, when you were when you were running game, when you were running game and you was getting free. Pe See, this is the argument. I'm getting free peace leave. This is the argument I've been making. Free set, there's no such thing as free sex. You either pay before or you pay after. I don't know why people don't listen to me. And the dudes that pay, at, that choose to roll the dice and play after, I'm going to just pull out, I'll just wear a condom and all that stuff. I'll just get a friends with benefits. Your friends with benefits is going to get knocked. Now what? Now you're going to pay. Man, almighty. I mean, 
I, I, the guys that keep disagreeing with me, I just shake my head. It says right here. It says things will complicate things for his plan if he cohabitates and become a single dad. Well, you won't be a single dad for very long. You're going to get pushed out of that relationship. She's going to pray and mantis you. So all you're going to be is a contributing dad. You're going to be a wallet ass daddy. He says, my fear is that she will play nice in the beginning and then leave after X amount of years. Shit, that's a that's a parent. She's 37. She has no need for you. She got your seed. She's out of here. She's out. She's gone. She ain't going to create a family with you. As she sees me as a financial resource to utilize and abuse. After, he says, already I see red flags. She quit weed after eight months of where I bought eight months ago after using it since she was 20. So she... Wait, she in these streets. She in the bars in the club. She smoked weed for the last 17 years. Now she wants to clean up her life. Oh, here's more. This can't be real. She downed a whole bottle of wine in one night while in the beginning stages of pregnancy. She believes in people. She believes if people love each other, they make it work and do it quickly. You only have one life, meaning you move in and make it work regardless of what happens, and you adapt to each other's living standards. She has two cats, by the way. Is this a comedy script? This got to be comedy. She goes to bars, hasn't recently, but claims her father, who recently passed away, used to hang out there with her every now and then. She isn't financially secure in her job. Not surprising as a web designer. And the work is on and off. And she can work from home. She broke. She never went to university, thankfully. She recently has been going to church for the last two years. This got the... This can't be real. Not the... Not the... Not the... What do you call it? Not the born-again Christian. I told you about the born-again Christian. Leave them alone. You guys date women like this, don't you? You guys do this all the time. <laughs> Not the born-again Christian from the, from the church where there's a rock band on the stage. right? It's a rock concert. Then the dude comes out and never mentions anything about Christ at all. They have a basketball program that are the state champions. Okay, there's more to this story. This this is weird. Got bottom line, she got your seed and it's over. All right, but anyway, she ain't got no job. She barely has a job. She going out partying. She in the streets. She got cats. She was a cat mom. She was destined to be a cat mom for the rest of her life until you showed up and busted inside them street sugary walls. She won't get a DNA test. She smoked weed, but she quit right when she met you. And that's you. You don't have your life together. This is going to be a tough one. He says, now I know it's both of our fault that this has happened. Yes, it is. I take my portion of responsibility fully. Let me make sure. I, he says here, I've been, I've been in this situation once before, and it was not mine. So you actually know that that could happen. However, she is hitting the wall. She looks great for her age. We need to stop with that. She looks great for her age. Even if she looks great for her age now, in three years after having a baby, she going to look like a train wreck. All right. There's no way she's going to look like that after in three years, three years top. She's going to age 10 years. 
especially after having a baby. Anyway, this is just odds. I'm playing the odds here. But she is up there, but she is up there and is looking for something permanent, I believe. Of course she is. Yeah. And that's you. She's looking for a retirement plan. And you ended up being the one. Tick, 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 tick. She spin the wheel, Tom Likas style. Spin the wheel. She ran out of options. She ran out of options. She saw you and she said, And that's you. And that's you. She says, You'll do. I maintain frame when I can. She likes to test boundaries. It already feels like as if we are married. Yeah, dude, this one's over, man. This is game over. Man, just run. Just run. Odds are the baby's not yours, but you want to check. And if it's yours, you got 18 years of child support coming your way. There are arguments over very little things all the time, and it gets old and time-consuming. This is older women for you. In a nutshell, I don't want to be used and abused like my old man was. The system killed him. Wow. So you've seen it happen. My parents... We're going through a divorce, and he died at age 49. He says, I want my kid, if she keeps it, and if if it's mine, to be successful. You want your kid to be successful, but at what cost to my sanity and finances and personal life goals? Well, most normies have kids, and they do the bare minimum for their kids, and they claim to be good parents. Uh, You're going to be in that situation, and you're going to be fighting her and the system at the same time to give your kid stuff, and she's going to sabotage you. And she's going to want to make those decisions herself or she'll claim that she's doing good for the kid, but she has no plan. This is the this is motherhood in a nutshell for many people. This is why look at our society. Anybody that disagrees with me, go look at kids now. Go look at any kids, teenagers. Go look at kids now. They run around here looking like they're fat, overweight, uninspired, face and phone. Parents, both parents work outside the house. Uh, bare minimum. She says, uh, he says, should I tough it out for the kid? Meanwhile, make it work, uh, meaning make it work and move into a new place together. I would say no. Not until you get a DNA test. I feel she may have trapped me with this kid. And she even got a plan B, but it didn't work. Mm. Yeah, man, this is why we do what we do here. You're literally getting, you're getting chopped up into pieces here. And it's not only her fault, it's your fault. She's a she's a liar. I took the plan B, it didn't work. No. I'm thinking she lied after, about swallowing the pill. Yep. Hopefully you get this and read it and respond shortly. I don't know if this email is active. All right, yeah. But I used it for the show. Oh, but here you guys go, man. This is what men, young men are have to be warned about about older men, uh, older women especially in the age range of the baby rabies age. So between the age of 35 and 40, there are some women that can still have babies. Sometimes they might have to go through some sort of IVF. If you get with an older woman and you have to go through IVF treatments, you're taking an L. I always told you that. The treatments cost thirty dollars to $60,000, and that's for one treatment. Even if it doesn't take, you got to go through three or four or five other treatments. Many times this woman comes out and has twins or triplets or quadruplets because at the last IVF, after $120,000, all right, all of a sudden, the IVF takes and four of the eggs survive. Now you got damn quadruplets and quintuplets and whatnot. Okay, so that's what happens. And they convince young men by flooding them with sex 
because they're very proficient at it after 20 years. From 17 to 37, she's become very proficient at sex and she's going to be good at it. So she floods you with it and she knows that's how to trap you in because you're young, dumb and full of, you know what, fun. And then you get with her, you do what? Now nah, she's 37. She can't get knocked up. Yes, she can. You knock her. And now you're stuck. Odds are she's going to excommunicate you from the family. You're going to be the first one that goes. And if you try to hold frame after the fact, there's no game here. So I'm always trying to tell you guys, you're going to pay regardless. Paying up front is way cheaper than paying in the back end. Everybody knows that. That's why they try to illegalize some of that um, type of activity. Because most dudes ain't trying to knock up a stripper. So there's no incentive for the government. Most dudes not trying to knock up a junior college girl. There's no incentive to the government. So they're like, we can't get our taxes on. We can't tax a woman's peace leave that way. But we can tax it if you marry her. We can tax it if you knock her up. We can tax it if you X, Y, and Z. So you become part of the system when you try to get it for free and you knock somebody up. That's what you did. You try to get some free sex and it came at a cost. There's no such thing as free sex. At some point, it's going to bite you in the ass. And this is what happens. So older women know this about younger men. And they typically prey on this, if you will, and use that against you. And you might be thinking, oh, she's nice to me and she can cook chicken fettuccine every now and then when you come over. She's like, I want to cook for you. Younger women don't say stuff like this. Older women say stuff like this. I'll cook for you. And she makes some chicken fettuccine. She thinks she did something. I'm just like, I could have went to the Olive Garden for this bullshit. All right, thank you for the fettuccine and noodles and chicken. So anyway, she does these things. You're enlightened by it. She's great sexually. She gets drunk. You've seen it. You've seen her pedigree. She's she's a she's a low life. This is a subpar woman at best. And you shot up the club. And now all of a sudden, you're asking questions. You're trying to call it back and seeing where you can maintain frame. There's none. I always tell you guys, once you get to the position where you're in, you're under her control. There's no more maintaining frame. At any particular point, if you go too far with your frame, she just takes you to court. <laughs> and it's over. Now you're subject to the system and what they tell you to do. Now you can run, you can hide, but I think running and hiding for 15 years, 18 years, 10 years is foolish. So I always encourage men, at least for the first 15 years of the child's life, do whatever the court has to tell you to do because you have no choice. After that, tell them to stick it up their ass. Right? Be like, that kid's going to be an adult very soon. You do what the hell you want to do. It's a short period of time. Kiss my ass. <laughs> That's what I do with the system. All right, like, look, I ain't got to run and hide. Good luck. <laughs> but this is where you are. Guys, you get praying mantis. The kid's three years old. You're doing 15 years of custody exchanges. That's an L. That's an L for your kid and your legacy. That's an L for you, and that's an L for that baby mama. So, guys, man, I'm just letting you guys know. Women will prey on this one, and particularly not, not very older women like the thumbnail is trying to suggest. But if you're a guy between 25 and 30, 35, 25 and 35, any woman that is older than you that is coming backwards, coming backwards, and she's in that age range of 32 to 42, be forewarned that that is going to be a trap for you. 
Somebody says you. He says you ain't got to be in jail to do, be doing time. Yep, you ain't got to be. Guys, the whole child support and marital industry is basically a prison for men. The very few positive things that any man says they get from a marriage or a child support or a broken home or a single mom or raising kids, the very few things that they can say are successful are basically like compared to what most men go through. Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, well, you get love and a loyal woman. So they'll put that up there and you'll be like, okay. And then I'll point out to the, all the rest of the guys. And I'll say, well, look at what these guys are getting. And they'll be like, well, that's them. Again, men don't care about what other men go through. Women care about what other women go through. That's why they have the system behind them. You don't care. And so you have a successful situation, which is very rare. It's very rare. And you'll look at the other men who are getting torn up. They're getting graped in prison. They're getting dragged over the coals. And you'll be like, that's the problem with men. That's why you keep getting dragged. And this is what your scoreboard looks like, just to remind you. So the guys that brag about what they're getting good out of relationships, this is what the scoreboard looks like right here. It ain't a long-term successful plan. You might have been married for eight years. Look how great I'm doing, coach. And I was like, yeah, that scoreboard looks very good. All you got to do is get one first down. All you got to do is kick a field goal and you'll have eternal success. Unfortunately, we know how this game ended the damn near impossible mission. You were like, look how well I'm doing out here running game and penetrating these holes. And then I say, yep, and you're only 32. Live a little bit longer. Keep doing it. You're 32 years old. Do that for another 10 years and then report back to me. <laughs> you're going to figure it out. I want you to run game. I want you to get in bed with 500 more women from 32 to 42 and then report back the score to me. <laughs> Yo ass about to take a colossal L in that period right there. I guarantee you it's like a 50% chance you're going to take a colossal L. <laughs> All right. The Atlanta Falcon scores is like, yikes. He says, 32 is too old to be guessing yourself, brother. You know what needs to be done. The best thing you need to do is, I would say, just pay the money. I would leave that woman. She has too many red flags. Okay, men, listen up. She has too many red flags. Leave her. Uh, when the baby comes, get your DNA test. After the DNA test confirms that you are responsible, um, that kid is in the hands of the state. And the mother's the agent of the state. There's no family. There's no family. She's going to, if you try to be a family with her, she'll be there just long enough to pray man to show ass. I guarantee you, if you moved in with her within two years, she'd be out. Okay. And uh, how do I know this? Look at her. She's 37 and she ain't got no damn successful relationship to even speak of. What makes you think she's going to be um, willing to be under your guidance and your legacy at this point? She's 37. She ain't done it yet. <laughs> okay. Where's she at now? By the way, here, let's look at a couple of charts, and I'll do some contributions. Life satisfaction. Typically, life satisfaction goes like this. All right, so as you can look here, they have two lines here. There's a male line, which is going to be the arrow pointing up to the, to the right, 
the female line is the one pointing to the bottom. As both people age, right, their life satisfaction tends to go up between this 40 and 60 age right here. Then it goes down here, but activity and desire tends to decrease in both ages. But look at where the activity and desire decreases for women. Look at where the activity and desire, hey, wait, go back. Look at where the activity and desire decreases for women. Right there, crossing the 40-yard line. Crossing the 40-yard line is going to be dip, dip, dive, and so socializing, clean out your ears and open up your eyes. And it's going downhill fast. <laughs> All right, so you married her, you knocked her up at 37. By the time she crossed the 40-yard line, plummeting. Now, yours is going down, too, but you trying to live good, all right? You living, now you're living better now, Coogee sweater now. But now, guess what? All right, she over there saying this. I'm not happy. <laughs> anyway, let me get to these contributions, man. It's a trap, and it always going to be a trap. What is? What do you think would be the active success rate of a relationship like this? What would be the relationship success rate of this? I'm not trying to hate. How successful is this relationship likely to be? All right, let me get back to these here. Oh, man. Do the right thing for yourself. If she wants you to be a part of the kid's life, let it be. All right, shout out to Travis. See, he says there may be such thing. Oh, uh, I already got you. Shout out to Travis. I just didn't mention your name last time, and I was confused. All right, we're on PayPal. We'll go over to Cash App. Where are we at? Oh, by the way, I'm going to be on the Satan the Center podcast today. It's going to be about 2 o'clock, 2.30, 3 o'clock. I can't, I don't know, depending on when we go on. So go over to his channel, and uh, we're going to be over there. Should be interesting and great and all of that stuff. Uh, where are we at here? I got you already, too, brother. So uh, we only have a few more of these PayPals to contribute to these donations. These donations in here. Um, we do have a brother right here. For some reason, PayPal moving slow. You know, I was PayPal was trying to arrest my my donations here. They was they was trying to sit in this one out. Says uh, she's wearing no draws with that corset. I know it stank. So again, that's actually a good question. You can see she had no underwear under that corset. She clearly did not, right? So is that appropriate? Where's that one dude in here saying, "Oh, just." Deal with it. The sloppy yogurt and the pudding pops. We got these brothers already. So uh, let's see here. Let me start at the top. We got two, we got three more on the PayPal. So be patient. Quote, this is from David. He says, uh, David in, he says, equal partnership is a modern womanist talk. It is not real. You're absolutely right. Also, I'm 39 and it's crazy to see my age group getting triggered, uh, getting trigger pulled on them. Wow, he says that 40-year itch is real. 32 and um 32 to 40 years old. I'm not happy and ready for the next chapter. Thank God I never married. Dudes don't see that coming. Dudes don't see that coming. She's gonna be ready to be a little more independent. She's gonna be ready to she already raised the children at age seven, maybe age nine or ten. And uh she doesn't want to hear from you. She wants to see the streets just a little bit. Curiosity's killing the cat. And then she's going to pull the rug from your feet. This statistically is how it works. I want to see the most common age for divorce. I don't know if I looked that up. Let me hear. The most common age for divorce. 
I don't know if I've ever talked about that. All right, 30. Age 30 is the most common age for divorce. And it says right here, 60% of divorces involve spouses who are between the age of 25 and 39. However, while 30 is the common age, the divorce rate for people over 50 has doubled since the 1990s. So you're having this conversation where right when you're 39, right when you're about to accelerate in your career, right when your business is about to take off, right when everything's comfortable, yank. <laughs> I'm tired of listening to you. I want to live my own life. Six the hood of the traveling pants. Yeah, the divorce rate has doubled for people over the age of 50. Now imagine, imagine you got these new booties on here on YouTube. Oh man, marriage is fantastic. Don't let these dudes scare the hell out of you. Do not let them scare the hell out of you. And they walk around, they got their video camera. Look at our marriage. Don't you want a marriage like this? And they talking all that shit. And I'm like, you can't judge a marriage in the first quarter. <laughs> you can't judge a marriage in at halftime. At halftime, we winning, Sean. Look at this. We are together. We got two wonderful kids. Our black marriage is fantastic. Look at us. Look at my wife. She's subpar, ain't she? But I'm going to put her on camera anyway. I'm not talking about anyone specific. But look at this. Look at this person right here. Look at this wife you can have. And she's down for me. She's my ride or die. Look at this. Look at this. We're at halftime. We winning, Sean. Give us the trophy right now. <laughs> you judge a marriage by at the end when y'all both old as hell swinging on a port swing in Savannah, Georgia, drinking sweet tea, watching your grandkids playing, playing out there. That's how you judge a marriage. You don't judge no marriage after 10 years. Here's here's here it is right here. Somebody said, Hey, hey, beautiful. Let's pay this dude right here. He found out real fast where his marriage is going. Beautiful, I got a question. Yes, babe. If you weren't married to me, what you be doing right now? In these streets. You'll be in these what? <laughs> I believe the dude should be tied up in these streets. That right there is a doom for disaster marriage. He's in 10 years and it's already over. Marriages are not judged by the by the current situation you're in. It's by the end. What was the end result? Did you last forever? Did you have a good family? Did she not divorce great you the kingdom come? Are you old and still together? Now then I go, their marriage worked. All right, because that was the intent of the marriage, not to brag at halftime. Now, if you got married and the intent was to stay together and you got divorced in the first and second quarter, you can clearly see the marriage did not work. It's clear. The end is here. It ended. If you're still in progress in the marriage, that's not success. You're winning, but the game ain't over yet. You ain't heard that final bell. <laughs> All right. No second bell for you people. Here's another indicator. If you are married and you considered a divorce, you lost. So if any one of you guys have talked divorce, said divorce, seen the divorce attorney, you lost. There's no success after that. Well, we worked it out after the fact. Yeah, after they held a gun to your head. They held a gun to your head. And you finally was like, 
guess I'll stay. <laughs> and you find out what you was about to lose. Well, I guess I'll work it out after all. They told you, let's take a little walk. I'm winning. I'm winning. We stayed together. Yeah, man. They took your ass like this. <laughs> and backed your ass back. Step back. Step back. <laughs> All right, anyway. All right, shout out to SAU. He says, you were the mistake. Ha <laughs> ha, you cold, coach. How many of us actually the mistake child? You'll be actually appalled to know that that was you, right? <laughs> that's you. Most of you guys were an absolute mistake. And it's no shame in being a mistake. But if you were born in a non-marital house, you were the mistake. If you were born and you were the youngest kid and the, your, your, um, your brothers look like they, your brothers came to your middle school basketball games and they had families. They already had kids. You were an uncle at 14. You were the mistake. Um, Romero says, he says, help coach. How do I open my friend's eyes? He just proposed and he's only 21. I don't want to let him just get fed to the wolves. Uh, you don't open these people's eyes. You got to let them live and let live. Men want to learn the hard way. We'll go over to PayPal on Cash App. Men need to learn the hard way when they make these mistakes, right? So, you know, they want to get married. They have the love of their life. Their love is like no other love. The chances of their marriages working out is, is pretty good. It's pretty good, but it's, it's considered low. So he's going to be in it for the long ride. So it could work out for him. However, when it doesn't work out for him, at least you could have told him a couple of things. But, you know, he's in love. He's in lust. He's in lust. So very early in life. <laughs> very early in life, he's going to give his soul away to the state. And he, it, it is what it is. So there's no talking him off the ledge. Got to let him do it. So give him a safe landing spot if it does go left. Uh, typically, he's going to get manipulated. Right? He's in the he's in a non-leverage position. Men between the ages of of um 18 and I would say 32, you're in a non-leverage position in relationships. Period. You have no leverage. Yeah, or if you do have leverage, it's very little, unless you're super duper rich. But uh, you, you don't have the leverage, so you're going to go through years of gaslighting, manipulation, her testing the boundaries, years of her telling you what the relationship should be, what relationship should be. Why? Who says that? You? Relationships are based on this. Who says that? You? Ladies have to understand, you don't dictate what relationships should be. They always the one telling you. Love should be this, and relationships should be that. Who says? You? <laughs> you don't get to say that. But when you're under 32 as a male, they get to say that. I tell you what the relationship is about. You're like, relationships are nothing like that. Who says? You? You don't get to tell me what it is. Now, if I commit to you under those rules and she gets to tell me by the as the game's going on and change the rules to fit her, typically men under 32 get manipulated like that. So that's what, that's what you're going to do. Most of her situations of where she thinks she gets to dictate the relationship will be based on what she wants, not you. Not what she's going to give up but or not what she's going to lose, but what you're going to give up. 
once you figure that out, see, when you get leverage, you figure that out and you can basically call them out on their bullshit. And then when they start BSing, you just do this. You just pack your bag and your wallet and you walk the hell off. You walk right off the job and you leave their ass sitting there holding their peace leave going, now what? And then they come back to the table. They attempt to renegotiate. You see they acting stupid. And then you walk the hell off the job. That's where your power is as a male. As a male, if you can't walk off the job, you're a slave. You're stuck. You're stuck in a situation that she's providing or any jobs providing. But as soon as you can say, cuff your balls and say a word and pack your wallet up. But see, now if you've had a marriage and babies, you can't pack your wallet off. You cannot pack the bag and walk away because then the society is going to persecute you. You left her and you left her with the, you're dead. You're dead in the water. You need leverage and options. If you have no leverage and options, you're a slave. That goes for women too. Where are we at here? Monkey business is formerly monkey business. I'll say Chris, shout out to you. Appreciate you for that. In the building, where we at here? Jones G says these people have Bugatti attitudes with ultimate ultima mindsets. They have Bugatti attitudes with ultima mindsets. And they're always trying to chase the next little thing. No work ethic whatsoever to speak about. And I'm warning you guys, if you want a nice car and not a Nissan Ultima, and you can afford the car payment, don't buy one. Do not buy a car. Do not buy a nice car. Because what's what you're going to hit with? What you're going to get hit with? Maintenance. Just like relationships. If you know how to get into a relationship, but you can't afford to maintain a relationship, don't get one. People can get into relationships super duper easy, but it costs a hell of a lot to maintain the relationship. You buy a nice car, I'm going to give me a Bugatti. Obviously, not many people can get one. Let's just say abortion. And the brakes go out. You're going to realize real fast, oh, shit. Or you hit a bump. You blow the tires out. And you go to Jiffy Lube. Uh, can you Jiffy Lube this Porsche? They're going to look at your ass like you crazy. What? You can't even pull it into the bay. You can't even pull the Porsche into the Jiffy Lube bay. Do you guys know that? If your tires blow out, you ain't getting the tow. You got to get a flatbed. More money. Porsche doesn't have a spare tire. It's a small car. Then you're going to go to the, the, the Goodyear tires place. Uh, you got some tires for this? They're going to look at your ass. You ain't got no tires for that. You got to go to a special tire shop to get a tire. You got to go to a European car tire shop to get tires. Then you're going to bring in the coupon. Looks like you got $89 tires here. They're going to be like, not for that. The tires you want are $400 a piece. And you need all four new tires. Now you're down $1,600. That clutch go out in your car, your nice European car. You down five grand at the dealership. You oil change it. You ain't taking it to no damn Jiffy Lube. <laughs> Just letting y'all know, if you want to up your game, it's not to be able to afford it. It's to be able to maintain it. And that goes for relationships. That goes for women. That goes for the old lifestyle. That goes for everything. Marriages. You can get into marriage easily. $89 and be in Las Vegas at the Chapel of Love. But can you maintain that marriage? That's where the cost is in marriage. Okay. I'm giving you life advice here. 
I'm giving you warnings of what to do. If you listen to women and them tell you, well, get into a relationship, it'll be fantastic, they're living a fairy tale. They don't even know who they are. Ask a 24-year-old woman, do you know what you're talking about? She'll say, yes, I do. Ask the same woman 15 years later, would you listen to the 24-year-old version of yourself? And she'll say, hell no. Nope. She'd be like, that person was an idiot. But here you are putting your life into her hands. Oh, not to mention the insurance is going to be nuts. And you got to put 91 octane into that vehicle. So if you're looking at gas prices in a nice vehicle and you're looking in your Ultima, oh, I would like to have a nice vehicle. You need to look at the third price down the line. Not the top unleaded price, 87 octane. You're looking at 91. You're not putting 87 octane into your vehicle. You're putting 91 octane into your vehicle. And it's just about 40, 50, 60 cent per gallon, a little bit higher. Insurance, way higher. If you lease it, insurance, way higher. Yeah, they crying about 87 octane. I'm looking at them like, push it. I'm putting in 91 in two and three of my vehicles. You ain't pulling up to the AM, PM. <laughs> Trying to get the cheaper gas is 50 cents later. Pull up to the AM, PM in your Porsche. Half the time you do it, in the neighborhood that it's in, you might not even be leaving with that Porsche. Somebody else might be having it. Another thing to think about. If you broke or halfway broke and you live in a good, bad neighborhood, but you want a Porsche, guess what? Your Porsche going to get damaged, scratched, kicked, stolen, if you will. So that means you got to have a live in a security gate. You got to live behind. You got to live in a good neighborhood, which means your income need to be up. Right? There's a whole bunch of levels to this game, but shit. Just because you can afford the payment don't mean you can afford it. Just because you can afford the woman right now don't mean you can afford to maintain the woman. Because it costs, the true cost of a woman is maintenance. Maintenance. The true cost of a relationship is maintenance, not the entry fee. The true cost of a nightclub to go see where the hoes at, that ain't what it costs. You could pay $20 to get in, but I bet you you'd be down 60 to 1,000 by the time you leave. Just trying to get a piece of peace leave. Because you're going to take her out, meet her, take her out, buy her a couple of drinks, take her out, a couple of dates. You down 60 to 1,000. Anyway. Anyway, this is what we do is to teach you here. And don't knock her up and don't do any of that. You're going to lose. Maintenance is the true cost of anything, not the cost. Okay. You buy a printer. Go buy a printer. Go buy a printer from the store. They'd be like $89 printer right here. You'd be like, damn, printers are cheap. But you don't know. Your dumb ass has to maintain that printer. One of them ribbons go out. Go to go to Office Depot and say, you got a ribbon for this printer? They're going to be like, nope. Go to the ink section. The ink costs more than the damn printer itself. You're going to run out of ink printing 20 pages. You how much, how, how much paper costs? The paper costs $5 a bundle. That's that's a that's indicative of what a, what a relationship is. The entry level is low, but the maintenance cost is high as hell. And you got to keep going and keep going and keep going, and the shit gonna break down. And now you got to buy a new eighty nine dollar printer. Come on, man. I'm preaching to y'all today, but let me get to the rest of this thing here. Yeah, boats, airplanes, you name it. I got a boat. I already know this dude get it. 
I'd had a guy who bought a big ass boat. He was one of my clients and he was doing well. He bought that boat and the engine went out on the boat. Now I was like, how much is that? His wife was pissed because I knew both of them. I knew both the wife and I knew his whole family. His wife was like, what? God damn. Engine went out. He showed me a picture where the engine is. I was like, that's not going to be cheap. <laughs> the engine was bigger than a house. I was like, oh, Lord. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what you're going to do with that. So listen to what I tell you, man. You want the boat. You want the hose on the boat. But the engine's going to go out. Right? All right. So here we go here. Everett Walker says exhausted. Late 20s, early 30s. And that's you. Late 20s and early 30s. The most complicated time period for women in relationships is right at that point. 29, 30, 31, into. And if they don't switch their mindset from when they were 21 to 24, they're going to be out here struggling. Okay, so this is for all of my single over 30 people. Is anybody else just over this hookup culture? I mean, I get it. I'm, I'm online. I'm trying all these things. But Yeah, I'm trying all these things. I'm online. Here's another one right here. You know, I see TikTok on here all the time that talk about, like, you know, pretty girls and how they're never approached. And it's true. Like, I was just out. out of yeah, that 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 time period, 29, 30, 31, 32, where they trying to switch the game. All right. That's their worst. They're struggling. Here's another I'm like hotter than average. Take the average. I'm hotter than average. I'm smarter than average. I'm funnier than average. I'm above. I'm an above average individual. I'm 33 and I look like young. So, yeah. I'm pretty sure that I deserve an insanely rich guy. And they're going to pile up L's. They're going to pile up L after L after L. And then if you bail them out, it's going to be your problem. And that's you. <laughs> anyway, uh, wrapping it up. Oh, is it uh, John says falling off the treadmill, laughing at the jokes. Appreciate y'all. We don't. Hey, man, I don't advise listening to me while working out. I don't want you brothers to get hurt. <laughs> All right. Treadmill while listening to CGA. Yeah, man, brother. <laughs> And that's you. all right. Deadly Etley uh, is back in the building. Shout out to you. What do you got to say, brother? I clicked on it. Okay. He says rent luxury cars, avoid maintenance costs. Yep. I, you know, people say don't rent. You can actually get. If it flies, floats or F's lease it at best. At best, you can buy it if you want to, but the maintenance is going to only increase over time. And that's just the reality of it. You know, it's a tough reality. Same thing is, is marriages. With the marital rate and divorce rate, what it is, if you buy a wife today, let's say you're with her for 15 years, she's going to age. Let's put up the chart. There's no, there's no denying this chart right here. So don't tell me, no, she got better with time. You don't get better with time. So men are going to get better with time, but the, the likelihood of we're getting worse and worse over, over a period of time, in general, in general, I know. Black people in the black community, black women are like, no, I see these balding, old, lazy winos on the corner. That's the neighborhood you live in. That's the neighborhood you live in. All right. Don't penalize the rest of my damn philosophy because you live in Straggleville. And you see nothing but bums. All right. That have been victimized by the wars, the Vietnam War, the Afghanistan War. 
They've been victimized by the family court system, the penal system, the racist system, the white supremacist system. Yeah, they bums at 45 and 50. They still live with their mom. Why? They've been penalized already. So, yeah, just because you live in Straggleville and you ain't never seen a good neighborhood in your life. And every school you went to was named after a president, Madison, Kennedy. Roosevelt. That's your neighborhood. <laughs> you down that straggle rock. And then you trying to come to me. All I see are bums around here. Well, you you live you live on Keith Avenue in, in Milwaukee. Guess what? Bums. <laughs> all right. Anyway. But look, you have a depreciating asset. It is what it is. So look, as 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 she gets older and you keep her, she's going to cost more. But the value is not going to be there. The maintenance is going to continue to be high and it's going to go higher and higher, right? But the quality is going to dip. Everybody knows this. And it's going to dip for men too. I'm not being just for women, but as you can see on this chart, they're even admitting it. The sexual activity is going to decrease. But you're going to be putting more money into it. I don't know, man. Y'all can play that game if you want. And the likelihood that you'll stay married over that period of time is slim to none. Shout out to somebody who says, I'm literally from Keith Avenue. Down this drag, go rock. Shout out. <laughs> All right, I know how it is over there. Is that a woman? That's a woman, too. Tell me you don't have a baby about 13. Tell me you don't have five friends that have babies by 13. If you're from Crenshaw and Slauson, I guarantee you, you got 10 friends that have babies by 14. Where's she at? Tell me I'm lying. I bet you you have five friends that have babies by 14. In Straggle Rock. Here he is. Where's she at? With three different dudes. Oh, my God. Where's she at? I want her to confirm. She said no. All right. Okay. We'll go with that. We'll go with it. We'll listen to her. She's listening to me for two hours. So, by the way, send me some feed pictures. Since you're from there, 10 toes up. You know how to do it. <laughs> she said no. Not me. I don't know anybody like that. Where are you meeting these women? Where are you meeting these type of people? I've never met somebody like this in my life. 16 then. Let's push it up. 16? 16. Okay, three women by 16. Teenage pregnancy. Where are you at? I'll wait. We'll, we'll wait for her. We'll do the reviews of the poll here. 16 years old. Can we do that? Be like starting at 13, 13, going to 14, 14, 15, 15, 15, 15 three, three by 16. Ah, there you go. Right there. We got it. We got it. We got it. Thank you, Peachy. Thank you, girl. Hey, she said, okay, 16. All right. <laughs> there we go, man. Oh, my goodness. I love it. All right. She is like 16. Now we're talking. All right. All right. Three different. You're right now. All right. I, we'll give it to you. We'll give it to you. Shout out to her for that one. He says, leave my city alone, coach. But you're correct about Milwaukee. All right, that shout out to you. We got a winner. 16, whatever, 14, 13, 15, 16, 16, 16, go at once, go at twice. Peachy sold over there. All right, 
the end of our poll, the ring game wife wins. So we'll end with we'll end with the ring game. Um, and then we'll be back this evening. Oh, Saint in the Center podcast on his channel over there. I wish I had the link. Um, I'm gonna pull it up. Pull up, put it up. We'll be over there by 2:30. We'll end with the ring game wife. All right, peace. Dad, what are you doing? Playing the ring game that he made, which is okay with me. Because he could definitely be fucking bitches right now. And he's playing a ring game in the kitchen. Leave my man.